0: Hello and welcome to a special episode of A Woman's Game. I'm Jack Target.
1: And I'm Amber Tiara. And in this podcast, we'll be giving you a little update and looking back on what's happened this summer.
0: It's been a long wait, but the WSL is back this weekend. Uh, Before we get into all of that and the upcoming season, uh, I want to give you an update on some of the changes uh, to the podcast. Um, A lot has changed for both of us since the lockdown began. And we wanted to work out what was the best way forward to fit this pod into our new normal lives.
1: So yeah, don't be afraid. We still will be having podcasts, but instead of weekly episodes, we'll have a series of specials throughout the season. So there'll still be plenty of content for you to listen to. Um and so we know you do enjoy listening to our weekly doses of Woman's game, but we just wanted to make sure that if we did produce and put out content for you, it would be to the best quality. None of it would be diminished. So this is purely just our way of still showing that same amount of love to you and we hope you still enjoy it
0: exactly so hopefully um as they come along you'll get some really good podcasts going along you know for the rest of the season um, which should be a really exciting season for the WSL our first proper podcast will be back in for, well going back from from the lockdown will be in a few weeks time and um, we'll be looking back at the opening games of the new season as well as any other news that comes out in the next few weeks
1: yeah, so that's to look forward to. But we just like to have, I don't know, it's been a busy summer. We just want to have a quick, quick mm-hmm. look back as so much has happened. Um, so we've got some headlines for you just in case you have had your head buried in under the under the lockdown <laughs> sand if that's so so to speak um because it has it's still have been quite a dramatic summer despite um not actually having the amount of football we were hoping for so more recently we've just heard that the FA have announced that the England men's and women's senior players will be paid the same or rather they have been paid since the beginning of the year but we've only just found out this because it comes after news that brazil have said they will give equal pay to all female players which is fantastic and it's something that you will have heard me and jack speak of before and speak about the news stories about how they've been campaigning for that equal pay so it's fantastic and um to add to that added bonus norway and new zealand have also committed to equal pay so this is i think this is a win it's step in the right direction of course there's so much more to be done but pretty good i'd say
0: exactly yeah and it means a lot more for the women's team than it does for the men with the the money that comes through and obviously that filters down as well so um it's a great bit of news for for a quarter it's something we've been talking a lot about um so that was great news and it seems to be good really good news for the england setup as well obviously with that happening and we have to find out who the new lioness's boss is going to be to take over phil neville um it is serena weigman of the um the Netherlands she's been named a new boss and she'll take over after the Olympics next year uh, which is in September 2021.
1: Yeah it was it's pretty big big news I'd say and just of course you know with my slight love of, of the Dutch over there mm. it was absolutely fantastic I mean she's done really well and I just think having such a, a well-renowned um, manager I I mean not 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 that I wanted anyone to go in particular but I think it does it's having this excitement and this mingling with um, with with Europe as we've mentioned is a benefit and we're seeing more and more happening across the league so it's fantastic
0: it is yeah and she obviously got the experience of the World Cup final that she took the team to um, and she's won the Euros mm-hmm. as a home nation on home soil which obviously she'll hopefully do with with England next summer as well in a couple of summers time actually so uh, fingers crossed she could do mm. it again that'll be we can finally see some silverware uh, for the England team uh, elsewhere, we had some silverware again for Lyon. They won the UEFA Women's Champions League. It was their fifth straight title. They beat Wolfsburg 3-1 um, in that tournament. Arsenal uh, exited at the groups at the, sorry, at the uh, quarterfinal stage to PSG. Um, but that win for Lyon was the last game for Lucy Bronze, She played her last game for the for the champions um, ahead of an expected move back to the WSL. We're not too sure where yet, but it's looking like it's going to be somewhere in Manchester.
1: I definitely think the WSL is, is the place to be at the moment, seeing as, I mean, like I said, we have said there's been lots of um movement around the place, but um, it's definitely a theme of, of players wanting to come and play, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah, because we've seen lots of talent coming over here now, and we'll see, there's been a few big signings, um, especially with Man City, Bronze's former team, uh, who signed two US internationals, so not just one, we had two of them, uh, yeah. Sam Mewis and and Rose Lavelle, who was one of the players of the tournament, and she scored in a final with the World Cup as well, to have them come over to the WSL, and it's a big, big signing for Man City, They're a real statement of intent there.
1: Yeah, absolutely huge, and like even just you know listening to some of the interviews with with the players themselves, I think they're just so excited and they see the potential, and it's fantastic that that is. Um, it, it's not just that we're in our own domestic bubble and we think we're fantastic, and <laughs> it, 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 proof the rest of the world does too. And um, this this goes back as well to what I said about a lot of it, the WSL attracting a lot of European talent because Denmark um, captain, um, also, also from Wolfsburg, so she's a finalist as well, Pernell Harder, has joined Chelsea and, get it, it's for a world record free. Now, we're not sure of the actual numbers, but we've heard it's in excess of 250,000. Now, this is kind of peanuts compared to the men's, but bearing in mind what we, what we talked about with pay and money, this is still huge news, um, and Harder's just a fantastic player. So this is a, another huge signing for the WSL and for Chelsea. So you should be pretty happy there.
0: i'm very happy um you know with with the signings that man city made i thought oh maybe man city might win the title this year and then you know they beat them in the community shield and then have the you know have have, you know harder who's one of the best strikers in the world let alone in europe and now we're looking at you know emma hayes is just all about goals 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 getting Kirby back you know Kerr playing in there as well harder it's going to be yeah it's going to be quite a team to beat this year
1: it will be. Um, and so with with all of, you know, this amazing talent coming to do the WSL, it's no surprise that the FA have also agreed um, that the, the there will be a deal that will see that the WSL matches will be broadcast in Germany, Italy and the United States. So this is, um, you know, maybe logical, but also fantastic. And the fact that, you know, you're going to have people overseas watching um, watching the talent. And, you know, it's really growing and it's going to be fantastic and we're going to see women's football really have the platform it's always deserved but now more than ever um, it should have so that is pretty exciting Um, and there have been a slight few people you know those who are saying you know all of this incoming talent might be uh, you know hindering some of the youngsters coming through but um, on the plus plus side of the argument um, the WSL teams have been or will have to include at least eight homegrown players um, in their registered squads in the next season and onwards so it's good that there's a lot of balance and there seems to be a lot of forward thinking and planning um, to kind of really cultivate the, the domestic league. So I think all massive pluses, I'd say, and it's so exciting.
0: It really is. And that's an interesting role that they've, they've brought in there. Obviously, clearly wants to to make sure that the English talent is still growing and progressing, that we can still change in major tournaments. And obviously, the great thing about these players coming over here is that it's great for the league and the spectacle, but for the young players coming through, going head to head, but we know these players in training and also learning from them as well in their own positions is going to be such valuable experience and to play alongside these players. So to have this rule in here just to, just to solidify it is a is quite fantastic and um hopefully we'll see a few more England youngsters coming through and and dominating on the world stage.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that's kind of the end goal. But I think that what you what you said about having these youngsters playing with these such seasoned players, I think that's what I'm you know. We're going to see the benefit of that, you know, hopefully this season, but if not in the next few seasons to come, because you can't you can't buy that kind of policy and mm. learning, can you, when you, you know, through observation and playing and stuff. So I think it's 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 good. And I'm, and I'm glad that, that in that role has been introduced, because like you said, it's really going to solidify the the homegrown talent combination, shall we say, across the board.
0: Mm. Uh, and the final sort of bit of news that we've got is about the, the Conti Cup, which is back. It's been a slight change to the format with uh, some more groups in there and I think there's a few different ways that the teams can get through to the quarter finals now. Um, but this time there's six groups, and the way the draw has gone, all the big teams are playing against each other. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. And you look at the, the group B, which is Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and London City Lionesses yeah. in there, and then group C, Liverpool, Man United, Everton, and Man City. So the Manchester derbies and the Merseyside derbies, Man United, Liverpool. It's it's brilliant, and it's going to be a great chance for for other teams who may be able to get through to the quarterfinal stage. Um, you're looking at sort of Group F, which has only got Bristol City the only WSL side in there. Um, mm. and what opportunity for some teams to progress and hopefully get through to, to the knockout stages?
1: Yeah, I mean, like with, with stuff like this, you always, in theory, want it to be equally, evenly balanced. But then, like you say, then you always end up with the, the, the most obvious ones always getting through. So I'm loving this slightly lopsided um, mm. group, grouping um and like you said it'd be it'd be exciting if um to let one of those non-WSL teams if they've got a fighting chance if they if they're ready for it if they've done their prep we could we could really see a team bloom that we'd not necessarily expected and go quite far so I think that adds to that that bit of drama um in the Conti Cup for sure
0: So that's pretty much all of the sort of the main news of the summer. We've very quickly and briefly gone through it all just to sort of catch up. Um, As we said, the WSL season does start this weekend. We've got the newly promoted Aston Villa host in Manchester City. Uh, That game's on Saturday and that is on live on BT Sport and on the BT Sport uh, YouTube app if you haven't got BT Sport.
1: Yep. And um, on Sunday, so you would have long to wait, just get this is really the whole weekend sorted really because on Sunday you've got Arsenal v Reading and that's on the BBC and then you've got Man United versus Chelsea which is on BT so you completely spoiled I think definitely on Sunday mm-hmm. Um, and all the other games are on the FA Player, um, and there's one game a week from the Championship, which will also be live on there. So again, plenty of different outlets to watch football, which is just fantastic. It is back; it's exciting. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I'm glad the podcast is back, but this—I don't know. I've, my, my brain's pretty, pretty much fried. So much has happened; I can't believe it. Especially seeing as our last podcast happened when we were basically felt like it was all—all all a bit a bit of doom and gloom, dare I say it? So it feels like there's definitely um, there's you know some light on the horizon here
0: it isn't as much as there was a bit of criticism after they they cancelled the season because of what was going on and, and people you know they were saying they could have started the season again because in germany with the premier league did but the advantage of that is that the premier league still off for a few more weeks yet and all the focus now can be on on the wsl returning and the championship as well in women's football this weekend because that's going to be the source for for a lot of your sport so it's going to be it's great to see the the game back and great to see the players back as well um i'm just looking forward to a really good season
1: yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm not sure who I'm quoting here, so my memory. Like, I apologize. If it, it could even be you, Jack. You could have said this. <laughs> but it was um, it was something on the lines of, especially in lockdown, the fact that there um, that it would be really negative on the impact on 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 women's football, and um, you know, especially with you know having games pulled. But then there was an argument, and this is what I thought was interesting. If we have no spectators at games, and this is not meant as an insult, we, the women's games often not had like packed crowds like the men's. So we're not actually necessarily, you know handicapped by that at all and if anything there's just a more room for people to watch it like online and oh, you know we've got the on youtube and other outlets and if anything maybe we can just attract just as many fans before one then then the doors open they can watch it live i don't know it's it's another way of looking at it because if anything, we've got less to lose than the men's for from, from not having fans. Mm. Does I, am I making any sense here?
0: <laughs> no, I think you're right. And I think, you know, I think it got proved with the Champions League, the way they did the same format as they did with the men's, you know, two big stadiums, but obviously no fans still yeah. on telly. People were able to watch it like they would do with the men's Champions League format. So that was pretty much the same. I think we have the same thing for the women, obviously. And they're playing in bigger stadiums this year. And interesting that uh, West Ham's first game, Obviously, we you do know it's about the No mm-hmm. fans won't be an issue. and Obviously, might help at the start of the season. But the West Ham's first game of the season, their first home game um, at their new stadium, which is at Victoria Road, Dagenham Road Bridge Stadium, um, they're going to have one of the that's gonna be the first trial event in in football, professional football, to have fans in. So it'd be very interesting to see how that goes as well and the women's game. Obviously, leading the way for letting fans come back in, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, there you go. Looked to, look to the women's game or actual lead, lead leaders of the game. That's what we, we should, should be calling them. Um, anyway that's all we've got time for today I'm sorry we've got to keep it short and sweet because you know you've got interesting things to do Jack definitely's got other things to do I'm sure <laughs> thank you Um, as always for listening we're really tr- truly thrilled to be back and can't wait to share um, the season with you this coming season with you so please do get in touch we always love hearing from you let us know how your summer's been um, how badly you've missed a footy like us, and how excited you are that it's back because we are and we want to hear what your thoughts are too
0: Yes, we'd love to hear from you. You can obviously do it through our Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can tag us on there. We are at Women's Game Pod on uh, Twitter, on Instagram. We're at Women's Game. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe, rate, and leave comments on there. If you can leave a comment, that would really help us and um, boost up the chances we go into the new season and get our word out of there of the podcast.
1: It's been a Women's Game. We'll see you soon.